everyone, welcome to episode 34 of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. And today we are going to be talking about The Blair Witch Project, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, and Blair Witch from 2016. Boop, boop. <laughs> we'll, also, we'll also briefly go over like some of the mythology and the lore from the movies and the, like the documentaries that were put out. The fake documentaries. The fake documentaries, mockumentaries. So, enjoy. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry because it is my fault because it was my project. missing Montgomery College students continues in Frederick County tonight. Ten days and thousands of man hours have been unable to produce any clues. We have a few leads, um, a few other options we want to take advantage of and just try to put together some, uh, some pieces to this puzzle. Do you believe the occult may be involved in the disappearance of your son? <laughs> I'm so scared. All right, so we're going to start out by talking about The Blair Witch Project from 1999. It was written and directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. The movie follows three filmmakers, uh, Heather, Josh, and Mike, as they explore the woods of Burkittsville, Maryland, in search of the Blair Witch and get fucked with the Blair Witch get fucked after getting lost in the woods. By the Blair Witch, you mean? What did I say? You get fucked with the Blair Witch. Um. (laughs) all right so what made this movie so iconic was that it really sparked like the found footage craze that followed it it wasn't for modern times yeah i mean uh before this there was cannibal holocaust which is like looked at as the first found footage film but this movie did something that hadn't happened since that it made a movie that everyone thought was real People believed so much that the footage was real that, like, Heather Donahue, because they used, all the actors used their real names in real life, um, her mother actually received, like, sympathy cards in the mail, and this was, like, the first movie that had, like, mass viral marketing online, so, like, the IMDb pages for the actors, like, before the movie came out said, like, missing, presumed dead, um, there were, like, search parties that would go out and look for the witch and look for these actors... IMDb was around when this movie came out. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, too. That's Um, why I was just like, I don't know. It's been around for a hot minute. (laughs) So, to expand on that, also, though, uh, the people who were involved with the film, um, Heather, Mike, and Josh, before they filmed the movie, they were given a 35-page book that had the lore and mythology of the Blair Witch. That's all they were given. They weren't given a script or anything. So, they had no idea how the events were going to happen throughout the film and they had no idea like they were pretty much given freedom to improvise any of their lines so the events that happened in the movie like for example when they're in their tent and like the tent starts being shaken and stuff they didn't know that that was going to happen so a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie was real reaction or for the most part real reaction and like their moods also reflected it um, the movie took eight days to film, and throughout those eight days, like, the directors would bring them less and less food every day to get them more agitated and, like, have them argue with each other more. 
to That's add... probably illegal. <laughs> it's psychological. It definitely yeah. is. Like, when you start losing all of that stuff, it, you get panicky. Yeah, to add to the, um, like, the reactions of the movie, the actors also agreed for the eight days to stay in character even when they weren't filming. So for those eight days, Must they became those characters. Must have been pretty easy to do that, do the fact that they... Use their real names. Yeah. 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 But also, too, like... Um, they stayed. They stayed pretty much like because they were in the woods. It was pretty much on set. Like they didn't. They camp out the entire time yeah. that they were out there too. So yeah. I mean, like when you're rain, you know what I mean. It's chilly. It's fall. Like you're out there. They're like you're so into it. Like not even just staying in character, but like also like experiencing those same things. That that is what really made it so believable is, is like you were saying, like you're getting a lot of very genuine reactions from them. You're getting a lot of uh, genuine tension and, and stuff like that. And when it's natural like that, it's like it gives everything such a different feel than yeah. when it's when it's synthetic and it's like forced or when it's actual acting. And it's it's kind of weird just kind of seeing how different stuff like that effects films yeah it wasn't even just the fear too like uh for example something that i read was in this scene where they found out that they were walking south all day and they found out they were walking in a circle they were actually like upset about that because they didn't realize that they were walking in a circle the entire day so when they found out that they walked the entire day for no reason they were genuinely like upset and pissed off like (laughs) we just wasted an entire day so like they did have that reaction and i mean staying with the same three people in that situation for eight days, you will start to get agitated with them. And uh, it, you can start to see like the conflict that they had with each other. Um, I would have threw Heather in a lake and drowned her. Well, it's funny because- Because she was, ab- she was, very she was like the most obnoxious character I've ever witnessed in a horror movie. In the, uh, in the original like cuts for the movie, because they had 20 hours of footage to cut down by the time they were done filming, which is why the filming took eight days, but it took eight months for them to edit the film. And in like some of the original cuts, they had both characters were kind of arguing with Heather the whole time, and they cut a lot of that out because they didn't want it to seem like they were just ganging up on Heather the whole time. So I would have um, been happy to see that. They had uh, <laughs> they had the conflict between Heather and Josh get a lot worse in the movie, and originally because Josh disappears like halfway through the film or like towards the end of the film originally Mike was supposed to disappear but the directors decided that like they had been arguing so much like the actual people yeah the actual people that it started getting annoying so they were like all right, we're just gonna separate you now yeah everything was Heather's fault I'm glad that she realized that at the end because (laughs) like she deserved to feel like guilt because she's an idiot yeah um to add to like how the directors would fuck with the actors though like besides just like shaking the tents like walking around the tents so that you hear the noises which i i can say it it was it could be scary but at the same time they kind of expect stuff like that's gonna happen it's a controlled environment to an extent so my thing is that like we were talking about this and I'm not, like, the biggest... I, they were, they're fine movies, but I'm not the hugest Blair Witch fan. But Dylan was like, oh, yeah, it's all sincere reaction. I'm like, how how much do you believe that it's really sincere? Because they know they're in a movie. They're aware that the environment is somewhat controlled. Yeah. Like, are they really that terrified of... Like, they're making a scary movie. They I, Like, stuff like that, they're probably like, oh, that's a scary movie, but I'm supposed to react. I don't think it's as sincere as well, they I put kind out of, there. I kind of looked at it like, you go to a haunted house. 
and like you know that it's going to be a haunted something's house. Something's going to jump out. You know out, that something's yeah. going to jump out, but you do get a sincere like scare when something what does happens. actually jump out. Yeah. So like that's... I could, I mean, um, think about it. Like how many times like have you been camping? And a prime example, after watching this the first time, I went out hunting with my dad. And every year opening season, like opening day season, we always go up into the woods and we all go camping. It was like mm-hmm. a big thing with like him and his friends and they all brought their kids. So we set up tent, eating dinner, go to lay down. I was sleeping and we had like literally had just watched this probably like a week or two before that. Like we had seen it and he started shaking the tent. And it's like, you know there's people out there, like what's the likeliness that it's mm-hmm. one of them? And what's the likeliness that it's something that's not somebody that you know? <laughs> okay, well I freaked out and I like, I like panicked. But it's like, you know that there's people out there that you know, but you still like, in your head, there's always that little bit of doubt, like what if? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what really gets you. Moral of the story though, I did walk out of the tent and he had put rocks in front of my tent and that fucking <laughs> did it for me. I was like, I'm ready to go home. He made like a little step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, there were other things that the directors did, though. Like, for example, at the end of the movie where Heather and Mike are running through the woods and they hear Josh screaming, mm-hmm. Josh wasn't actually in the woods screaming. They pre-recorded his screams and they hid speakers in the trees, like, all throughout the woods. So nobody... It disoriented them? Yeah, and they didn't yeah. know... So, like, imagine running through the woods at night and you just hear screams coming from every direction. And uh, another one was when you hear the kids running around playing, mm-hmm. that was taken from one of the directors uh, outside their house, like kids playing. He took the recording and they played it in the woods in the middle of the night on a stereo. And like that just scared I, the yeah. shit out of it. <laughs> I think a more successful way to get a sincere reaction is to say that we're filming um, like an adventure movie or like a documentary on the area, opposed to tell them that it's a horror movie and just let them react to the shit you're doing to them. And then, like, because... I feel like that is borderline illegal. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, that's the thing, though. No, I agree, though. Like, I'm saying, though, is that there's no way that the reactions were totally sincere. They're they're actors, and and they were being actors. They were... And you could tell there was parts where, like, she was being overdramatic, and you're like, okay, you wouldn't react that badly to that. Yeah. Calm Calm your hormones, woman. She was actually nominated for like worst actress, and I'm pretty sure oh, she I'm won. Oh, I'm so glad! I'm so glad because I can't the, stand the her. The famous front view shot <laughs> yeah, with the snotting. Shining, that's I'm so sorry, mom. Yeah, like that I was just like mom. over. It, it was just. And it's over like the it's like literally it. like her mouth isn't in it. It's like the top of her lip. Yeah, it's just like her nose, it's like, like the yeah, corner, upper like lip and up. It's like cut off. It's really weird. I mean, I'm I'm not hating on this film. I just I just out how sincere the reactions are. I'm not, I'm that, I don't find that They're believable. convincing though. Whether you believe that they're sincere or not, I think the guys, not, I think the guys are convincing. I don't think that Heather is at all. She, she just like her, she overacted everything. Yes, but because she, I feel like. But I mean, maybe that's because she's like a, like a stereotypical woman in a horror movie. Yeah, no, I get that. overly scared. But, so maybe they wanted her to be the stereotypical screamy scared girl in the horror movie, you know? It kind of fit, though, in the sense that she was like that from beginning to end. It's not like she was kind well, of the, like somebody the, different, you know and what? then, like, when the scary shit happened, You know happened, what I like got... about it, though, is that she tried to act, like, big and bad, like, when, before they got in the woods, yeah. she's like, yeah, I'm making this documentary, we're gonna camp, I love camping, but now that I've been here, I probably won't, like, like, she, like, acts like she's all big and mad, and then she gets out in the woods, and, like, the first time there's an experience, she's like, ah! I'm like, oh, shut up. They kind of, 
they kind of like um, build on that characteristic a little bit though because like She's I think a it was shit start is what she is. I think it was Josh actually was like, oh I see why you like this camera so much because everything like seems fake. You are hiding from reality, mm-hmm. and I think that was a part of it too. Like. Even when all this shit's going on, she's still like, "Oh, we're just filming a documentary." Like it, like yeah. kind of like hiding from the fact that they're actually being fucked with by something in the woods. Yeah. Um, another thing that I found that I thought was interesting was, originally, the witch was going to be in the film. Um, the part where they're running through the woods and Heather starts screaming, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" One of the crew members had a black ski mask on and was in a white dress and was hiding like back in the woods. And it was supposed, the camera was supposed to pan over and show the witch, like that was going to be the witch. And uh, the cameraman actually forgot to turn the camera. And they were like, all right, we're not going to reshoot it. Like they never oh, went yeah. back it, and redid it. Would it would lose any type of sincerity. Yeah, exactly. So. They fucked up. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad I that they didn't show it I just pictured though, like the lighting being wrong. So you actually see the ski mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't just like it's a just white like, dress. Like, it's like somebody in a ski mask and a white dress. Like, hey guys. Funny, look like, like they're they, gonna like, like rob a bank. Like a gun and they're like, hey, give me your money. <laughs> the middle of the woods. That'd I be mean, good. I like I can see where that would have been really creepy to see, but I am kind of glad that it didn't happen because I think a big part of this movie for me that made makes it so enjoyable is the fear weren't of the you, un- weren't you bummed out when they did that in the newer one when they they decided to show the witch? Not I so remember- much. They, but we'll talk I, about that when when we get to the, yeah. That well, one. I know. Yeah. I just it's but, related. Um, the fear of the unknown is what I enjoy so much about it. Like, there's so much that's unexplained. For example, to add to that, the company that ended up um, buying the rights to the movie, and I'm going to go into this a little bit more in a little bit anyway, they showed the movie to test audiences when it was first coming out, and the audiences didn't understand at the end why Mike was facing the corner. So they said, we want you to go back and film a new ending for the movie. So the directors went back and they filmed four alternate endings for the movies. Um, one of them, like Mike, is hanging in the corner, mm-hmm. like by a noose. One of them has like the sticks hanging and like swinging around. So they went and filmed these endings, and ultimately they decided that the fear of the unknown was what made it such a creepy ending. So they're like, we're going to keep the original ending to the movie. And that ending has become such an iconic ending for a horror movie. So I'm glad that they kept that. But that's what I really enjoyed about this movie is that, like, fear of the unknown of, like, you don't know what's going on off the camera, which I know that some people that's frustrating because you're like, fuck, turn the camera. I want to see what's going on. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I think that it was done well. Question. I They tell you why he was facing the corner, though. Yeah. Okay. So... So not a question, sorry, statement. <laughs> so that plays into like the mythology and the lore yeah. for the, the movie. Um, so the witch was a woman named Ellie Kedward who back in like colonial times was, I think if I remember right, she was like taking blood from the children and they con- accused her of being a witch. And the story was that they banished her into the woods. Um, some, the- like some stories and more so with the 2016 version they say that she was tied to a tree and had rocks hanging from her Arms limbs legs, to yeah. stretch her out and she was left there so she ends up looking like Slenderman. <laughs> so that's the story behind how the blair witch came to be the biggest piece of mythology and like lore behind this movie was in the 60s 
a man named Rustin Parr who was from the town. He was kind of like a hermit. He lived in the woods. He convinced seven children or eight children to go to his house and he ended up killing all but one. So did that actually happen or that's also fake history? It's also fake history. They All of this was made to make the Blair Witch Project seem like a, a true story. Yeah. It was all just hype to make it. Yeah. And then as soon as it came out, they were like, it's not real. Even after the, it came out, though, like so many people had already believed that it's real. There's people to this day that I've talked to that are like, wait, what do you mean? That's not real. My brother, I watched it with, when I watched this the other night. Um, I was watching it with my brother and he was like... He's like, this fucking movie. And I was like, you know, it's not real, right? And he was like, what? I think I ruined his childhood. Yeah, but so there was Rustin Park. He lured these eight kids to his house. He killed them. And it was said that he killed them in twos. So he had one face the corner while he killed the other Killed the other. Wait, but there's seven. Well, there was eight. One of them got away at the end. Oh. So he killed seven children. The eighth got away. The eighth's name was Kyle Brody. So Kyle Brody, and this goes into uh, the mockumentary that was made around the time this movie came out called The Burkittsville Seven. Um, there were theories that Kyle Brody actually convinced Rustin Parr to kill these children because Kyle Brody had psycho, like sociopathic tendencies. He would like torture children and uh, like, or not torture, he would torture animals, animals. and uh, just display these characteristics of a, a psychopath and Rustin Parr was always described as townspeople by townspeople as being someone who would like never like harm anyone. Yeah. yeah. He never harm anyone. Um, one of the things that they brought up in the, the documentary was there were all these symbols and like ancient writings that were written all over the walls and you can see them in the Blair Witch Project in the house. And um, they were saying that Rustin Parr was illiterate. He couldn't write. He couldn't read. So how would he know this ancient text? So how is that connected at all to the Blair Witch? So because he would kill people in twos, and that's why the kids would stand like. The, well, that's why Mike was standing in the corner. Because yeah, but what what does that have to do with the witch? Because the story that was told was Rustin Parr said that he was told by the witch to kill these people, and that he wasn't able to control what happened. He. Was, he was, like, possessed by her, yeah. or so what was she the, fed into it. What was the point of making this creepy movie? Like, I feel like it would have been way creepier with that information in the movie. They do. They talk about it they briefly kind of in briefly, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I feel like instead of having a witch in it, it would have been way creepier if it was just, like, a haunted forest because of this guy who killed all these children. Like, the witch takes me away from it being scary because witches aren't scary. Like, I don't know. They I, don't scare me. You don't see the witch, though. I, I, I don't know. I don't, it, but it, it, like, if the, even the lore on her, it's not even that she was a witch. That was just the title they gave her. Yeah. Like, it was... It was like that a Salem like witch go, trial. Yeah, it's like thing, a yeah. witch hunt. Like, that's the go-to thing to, like, right now, like, you're testy and salty. I could be like, Sierra's a witch. <laughs> it, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't disagree. Um, it Yeah, it was more like a vengeful possession type thing, and they kind of don't explain it as much which again it adds to the unexplained there were theories that i remember seeing after this movie came out that said that even like josh could have been the killer because he disappears and then you don't see what kills mike or heather so maybe josh disappeared there's literally so much though but like seriously that's that's one of the things like this movie was so well executed and the fact that they spent months with 
the hype up, like the build up for it before it was even released, just the shit that they went through yeah. and the amount of effort and work that they put into I to like, like build it up. And I think that leaving out those details and leaving out like a lot of that that lore, you're basically getting like a chopped up, like half ass, like what happened. And it's, I think that they set it up to set it up that way so that it's like, letting your own imagination kind of fill in those blanks. And I, I think like, that sometimes our, our own imaginations make shit so much worse than and it I feel actually like it, is. I or, feel like it adds to, like, the legitimacy of it, too. Like, you're like, oh, okay, well, this happened, but, like, you might not know when you see this documentary about Rustin Parr and the Burkittsville 7, and you're like, oh, well, they mentioned that in the Blair Witch Project, and, like, this ties into it, and it makes yeah. you think, like, okay, well, this is real then, like... It's gotta be, yeah, yeah like... But- the thing that's unsuccessful about it is that it came out after the point of internet where you can easily Google. Well, this was around like the like where internet was becoming a big. Yeah, thing. but IMDb was there. So IMDb there, listed easily, these actors as yeah, but, missing, like, presumed well, dead. What I'm saying is that I feel like they made an okay movie, and then they just put all this extra work into it that wasn't even necessary because. Half the people who saw this movie didn't know any of this crap existed anyway. Literally almost everyone believed that this was a true story and it built the hype up so much for it. They created this entire like backstory that wasn't even real and made so many people believe that t- to now almost 20 years later people still like believe it's it's honestly though like uh, to me it's what they tried so hard to do with like the paranormal activity franchise mm-hmm. and i think that yeah, it was just thank this so those shitty movies <laughs> it was so well executed in comparison you know what i mean like both found footage and the original the original paranormal activity like the first one i didn't mind that movie at all like it it definitely like got the point across but i think that where this movie was more successful was they just kind of came out and said uh, <laughs> paranormal activity oh this is based on a true story whereas like this it was like it was just released there was no yeah explanation. there was yeah. no explanation but, but you, they did like there was though because you said that those documentaries were released before this came out so they did they were released, released around the same time they, so they did release things to back up the legitimacy so they did put it out there like this really happened yeah but paranormal activity literally all they did yeah was just i know saying, this but what is i'm saying story. is that you just said that they didn't do that but they they did in a way paranormal activity was not as successful because literally all they it did was, was just say That's, yeah so what you were saying you just agreed to it differently he what he was trying to say was that they didn't back up paranormal activity as they did Blair Witch. Yeah. Does that make sense? They literally just said, oh, this is a true story. Yeah, and they did nothing else with it. They didn't go to the extent that this did. They with... didn't need to go to this extent, though, for the movie to be decent. It's like, like I'm just saying that I don't think that all the work putting into these like fake the documentaries, these fake books, all these fake things, I don't think that it, it, was, it paid out enough to make sense because not everybody who saw Blair Witch, probably the majority of people who saw Blair Witch did not look too much further into it after that. No, but... Because that'd be like... From word of mouth, people saying, oh, this is real, and I saw this documentary, and it went further into it. Everybody believed that this was real. Yeah, but there's been movies in the past that have done the same thing, and people believed it's real. Like, they didn't go into that much effort They didn't believe that the footage was real that they were watching. People actually believe that the footage they were watching was real footage. It's like a puzzle. For me, why I think it's enjoyable that they did those things is it's like a puzzle. Like, you have, you have the movie, but it's, like, all these, like, little things that you can add to it that makes 
little things in the movie make a little bit more sense. Yeah. And I like that because you're not getting it all from the same source. So you're getting it from it's some dude who just like got way too into it and was like, hey, did you see about this too? And it just like, it, it makes it more interesting. It, yeah. it just makes the entire concept something that's so different and it really does make it an art piece. It, 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 that's that's ultimately what film is. Film is just a, a different medium that we're that we have that it, it, for art artistic create artistic and I don't even know what I was gonna say. So like like our creativity. So when you have people that take the extra step, it's just it's their way of kind of like expressing their ideas on how this should be done. And I think it, I think it's an interesting concept. It is. Do I think they needed it to make it successful? No, but is it cool that they did that? I think so. I think that it just added a little extra oomph that was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And it, it also broadens a franchise. It broadened it to where there's three other films that go with it. You know what I mean? Two, wait. Well, are you talking three about the documentary? Total. No, it's three films oh, okay, total. Okay. So two other films other than this. I one. thought you were referring to documentary. Which like they didn't have to have, but I think that it kind of broke ground for them to have that ability to have them. So, I mean. All right. So I'm not sure if this movie still has the record, but it was in the Guinness Book of World Record for most money made back on a movie. It cost $60,000 overall after, like, editing and everything to make the movie. And the movie made $248 million, which Jesus equaled Christ. out to, for every dollar spent... I feel like that sounds like it, they spent a lot making it, <laughs> considering that they had, like... A, like, three cameras and... Yeah, and yeah. They, they just can't... I think most of it went towards editing, because editing. they literally edited down, like, 20 hours of... The, the ratio that it came out to was, for every dollar spent, the movie made $10,931. And even after that... There were certain things that they got their money back from. Like, for example, after they recorded the movie, they returned one of, like, the really expensive cameras that they had to Circuit City and got, like, a full refund. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> so, like, even that cut back, like, some These of the costs. These scumbags. <laughs> so, um, the movie was bought by Artisan Films, who, like I had mentioned earlier, they already were like, oh, well, we want you to change the ending. Their role in the movies comes in more with in the, second, the one. second one, and I'm going to hold off on that until we talk about the second one, because there's a lot that goes into that. So, with that, let's talk about what we liked and disliked. Sierra. Um, I think that the um, saving grace on this, like, I, I don't think it was a bad movie. Um, I'm not a big found footage person, um, so that's, like, it, I don't know. It was hard, it's hard to watch sometimes when they're like swinging it or around and moving fast. It like hurts my head. But um, the uh, house at the end of the movie is like really scary, and when they're like trying to find their way through it and find their friend, um, that scene I always go back to, and that, and that's a scene that I remember even from the first time that I watched it to watch rewatching it later on with Dylan, um, is when they're they're going through the house and they find it at the end. So um, it's definitely one of the creepier setting settings I think. Um, in a horror movie, especially because, like, I feel like um, the woods don't, to me, they're not very scary. Like, going out in the woods at night isn't isn't a terrifying thing to me, so it doesn't really set me up for, like, horror, but um, the house I thought was really cool. I have a funny thing to add to that. So, I grew up, my dad's house was back in the woods, like, far back in the woods. Um, the first time I watched this movie <laughs> was... Uh, it was DVD. 
I was at my dad's house and I was there. I was home alone, and uh, I didn't have a remote for my TV or my VCR, so I had this movie on and. For, like, the majority of the movie, I was, you know, I was like, okay, this is pretty fucking creepy because it's an environment that I had known. And then uh, after the ending of the movie, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then the movie ends and the credits come on, but there's no music and it's silent. Mm -hmm. So I had no TV remote, no VCR remote. Usually the credit music, too, gives you some relief from the movie. (laughs) And so I'm just like... I'm laying on my bed, I'm home alone, it's the middle of the night, and it's just silent. After this, like, crazy fucking movie that I had watched, and I'm just, like, I did not have the courage to stand up and, like, turn my TV off or turn anything off. And for me, that makes it successful as a horror movie because there's not a lot of movies I can say I watched and they actually scared me. So I think that brings a lot of enjoyment to me. I don't know what it is about this movie that makes it so enjoyable for me. I I know that I really enjoy all the backstory on it, but the movie itself, like, I was thinking about it when we were watching it, the movie for the episode. I was like, I can't understand how I'm totally content with repeatedly watching an hour and a half movie of just three people getting lost in the woods. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, the, Dylan, I, Dylan and I have been together for 10 years, and... Uh, He's always been obsessed with this fucking movie. Like, not even like, oh, I really like... No, he's always been like, I fucking love Blair Witch. And I'm like, that's like... I feel like I remember when I was younger, like, that was not considered, like, a great horror even movie. Even now, it's very back and forth. It's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like either yeah. you love it or you hate it, and a lot of people do not like this yeah. movie at all. So it's like, when he was like, I love Blair Witch, I was like, How, when was the last time you watched it? Like, are you remembering this from a kid? He's like, nope, I watch it all the time. I'm like, all right. Cool. I think a lot of it, too, like what I had mentioned before, is I love how much backstory is built on it because I like when... But it's not in the movie. <laughs> I mean, they mention it briefly in the movie, but, like... It makes it fun. Yeah, and you get it. You get more of it, too, like in the second one, which we'll get into the second one later, wasn't necessarily a great movie, but they do. They go mm-hmm. deeper into this lore, like everything that is put out. I feel like the second one was the way how they put the lore into the movie without people finding the documentaries. That's how they, they taught everybody. Yeah, and all the all the loose ends that they needed to know <laughs> to understand the first movie, you find out in the second movie. Well, it... But the, the second movie was the not stuff, great. The stuff that they bring up in the first one, it wouldn't make sense to me if they went into, like, detail, like, very... Like, a ton of detail with it, because... They were making a documentary. That would be things that you would be talking about. I mean, I don't really know how much detail they go into each. It might also be stuff that they just didn't. Well, I don't know, because it's supposed to be like, oh, they just found this footage. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been edited out because it's not like they yeah. released a documentary. Or it could have been damaged, though. So, what if it was, you know, if they found it, it could be stuff that was damaged. Yeah. Well, I don't know or... how much detail they went into also because, like, like I said, I didn't know about these documentaries that looked further into the mythology until recently, but I somehow still knew all of, like, the backstory with, with I did I knew a lot of it too this is like this is one of my favorites I'm not even gonna lie and I think for me the reason that I like it so much is it one it's got a very like nostalgic thing for me and two like 
I loved, I like really fell in love with the idea that it could be a true story. Like mm. I liked that it was found footage that could be real. And it just like, that to me like freaked me out because I've gone on so many like adventures, if you would, in the woods, going to Lundy's or going to like different places or the asylum or like, you know, doing like all these different things. And you have your own like little stories when you do those things. Mm. And so, like, kind of seeing this and seeing that there's a possibility that this is real, to me, hyped me up so much because it was like, I want to go there. Like, it was something that, it was believable to the point where, like, I was like, yo, I would, that would be so fucking awesome to, like, go and, like, check out. And it's something I almost feel, like, silly for, I guess, because it's, like, watching these documentaries and all these, like, backstories and stuff, like, I know it's fake, but I'm just so, like, engulfed You're so by into it. Yeah. it. Like, it's just, it's the the, the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, that lore, like, is so well done that it's, like, it's almost, like, it's almost sad that it's not real. Like, it's, even though some yeah. of it's, like, fucked up and deranged, you're still, like, God, I wish well, I mean, that was real. If you disregard both sequels to this, it could have still been real because you could have just had this like Salem witch type story. This guy who just went crazy and killed these kids like hundreds of years later. And then these kids that got lost in the woods while making a documentary. Like it, it could have been until you find the tape because all the paranormal or like the unexplained shit going on in the woods, but it never shows anything. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you have, like, the stick figures and stuff. You have the stick figures, the stacks of rocks, the tents being shaken. But it doesn't have to be something paranormal. The crying kids, their friend yelling through the woods. Their friend was the killer. And he had children with him. Uh, Do you guys want to bring anything else up before we get into ratings for this one? No. Ratings? I think. Let's, Let's hit them ratings. So, like I had said, like, I don't know what it is about this movie, but... I always have found enjoyment out of it. It's one of my favorites. Um, It's one of the movies that I could watch, like, endlessly, and I don't know why. Um, It's one of the only movies that I remember watching that I was truly, like, terrified of. And for that, I think it was successful as a horror movie for me. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Wow. Yeah. That's higher than Evil Dead. No, Evil Dead was like a 9.8. If I were to re-rate I Evil Dead... Gave, gave, I thought you gave it a 9. I gave Texas Chainsaw Massacre a 9, but that was before we kind of really fleshed it out. I, I'd give Texas Chainsaw a 10 now, but... Okay, okay, cool. Me too. Um, I I think this movie's okay. I don't think it's... I don't think it's... Um, now that I'm adult watching it, I don't think it's scary. When I was little, I was terrified of it, but like I said, my brother had told me that it happened in my backyard. So... Um, <laughs> That, that was a big reason why I was afraid of it for a long time. Um, and we, like, had old foundations behind our house. So, like, it made me think of, like, the old foundation of the house that was in the movie. So I was pretty freaked out by it. But um, as of, like, now I don't feel that the movie is as successful as it was when I was a, a child, especially knowing that it, it didn't really happen. And, uh, but, I, I mean, it, it obviously is a very influential film in horror. It started the craze. Unfortunately, it has <laughs> taken a, b- a bad turn, but it started the craze of the found footage movies, which I think, used in the right manner, can make a very terrifying movie, or at least a hype around a movie. Um, I'd give this movie a seven. <laughs> um, I, I love this movie. I really do. It's... Like I said, it, it's got <laughs> such, like, a nostalgic thing for me. I... 
I was talking about like remember watching it and then going camping and being tortured by my dad, which is normal a lot of times. Um, and I just like it, it was at for its time, like it literally just like it freaked me the fuck out because it was like this could be real. Like it to me, it was real. And it, it finding out, like I said, the hardest thing for me about this movie was finding out it wasn't real. Like that, like that was like trial childhood trauma, if there ever was one. You get so hyped about it, and you're like, for me, this is like I remember watching this, and it was right around the time when I had just started really being interested in in ghosts and and spirits and trespassing and breaking and entering (laughs) but it's like you wanted to kind of go on that like it was like a cool creepy adventure and you're like hell yeah let's do this and then it's not real and you're like oh that's kind of heartbreaking but um I love the concept of found footage I do I think that it's overused now and it's a lot of them it's borderline abuse (laughs) on how they use it uh but this I think it was done well it was done uh done tastefully i liked that they went back and forth between black and white and color um that was really interesting to me also the different ways that it shows up like sometimes you get that kind of like real square like boxy like filmy look to it and then other times it just looks like a normal movie and the the use of the natural lighting was good it could have been better i would have liked to see some like really strong um lighting like in uh jeepers creepers like some of the natural lighting we saw in jeepers creepers, jeepers that we creepers all really like so well filmed um but i mean how how good of lighting are you gonna get when it's three people on held ha- handheld cameras running the through 90s. the fucking woods yeah I mean, exactly it, it also <laughs> took place in 94 so it's yeah like early early yeah. camcorders but. but it's it's i mean if for what it is it's it's a good movie um i i've watched it a ton of times and it doesn't i don't i, I it doesn't make me I still pay attention to it. It doesn't lose its value to me the more I watch it. Um, So, I'm going to give it a 9.3. Damn, I don't... (laughs) Alright, so that gives it an average of an 8.6. I think that's fair. That's pretty high. That's okay, though. Last summer, after the crowds left, five strangers returned to the woods to uncover the truth but one of them has a secret that will unlock the curse. You know, if you don't believe in the Blair Witch, then why the hell did you bother to come? I thought the movie was cool. This fall, just in time for Halloween, the witch is back. All right, so next we're going to talk about Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. It was released in 2000. Uh, it was directed by Joe Berlinger. It followed, what a name. <laughs> it followed a group of... I don't even know. If, I don't even think they were friends. A group of people. Um, the one guy was a tour guide doing the Blair Witch tours. The, two, the blonde girl and her husband were going on the tour. The uh, goth chick was a psychic that they were taking out with them. And then the one girl was a witch, and she was trying to become. She wanted to. Um, she wanted the Blair Witch to be her like mentor. So I paid attention. There you go. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so it follows this group. They go into the Black Hills Forest to look for the Blair Witch, or just spend the night. Um, they end up blacking out, losing time, and they find their footage hidden in the foundation of the old house. The old house. They go back to Jeff's house, who's the tour guide. 
and they re- are reviewing the footage and while doing so a lot of weird stuff starts happening and they end up being framed you don't really get you don't understand the whole story until the very end yeah so <laughs> they, okay so they it, they find out from watching the footage like they, they figure out that they have to watch it backwards or whatever so they end up watching the footage backwards and it reveals that they went up and like all they slaughtered like all these tourist people that were going up to see the Blair Witch and um, they're like we didn't do that we wouldn't do that blah, blah, blah. but the um, one girl wasn't involved um, but like she's like possessed by the Blair Witch or something yeah. of that sort and then there's like all these videos the guy's like we didn't do that we're not like that and they're like, well, you killed your wife. And he's like, no, I wouldn't do that. Watch, there's, there's videotapes. I didn't do that. And then they watch the videotapes, and the videotapes are not what actually happened. But it's like, shows them actually killing people and hurting people. So, so okay. I mentioned it in our ninth episode, our Nostalgia Trip episode. This was really the movie that, like, really made me get into horror movies. Seriously? Yeah. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, so before this, like I had said, I was always, like, following my parents, like, you can't watch this because it's scary, which kind of adds to our last episode because I never listened to that until mm-hmm. I walked in on them watching it. So after that, anytime I was like, I want to watch a scary movie, my mom would be like, no, like, you're going to be too scared. You're not watching it. So I never watched horror movies. So I went to my friend's house, and he's like, we're going to watch... I don't know, like American Pie, like some movie that I probably shouldn't have been watching. And he pops in Blair Witch 2. And I'm like, dude, I can't watch this. I'm going to be terrified. And he's like, if and at any time you get too scared, I will shut it off. But I promise you it's not a scary movie. And I was like, all right. So I watched this movie and it was not great. I even said like, that wasn't scary, but it made me want to watch more. So for that reason, I kind of respect this movie i don't think it's a good movie no but but that i have that like uh connection to it the story behind this movie was artists and films who bought the rights to the blair witch project they wanted to put out a sequel as soon as possible to ride the coattails of the success of the first one yeah so this movie came out a year later hacks and films which was started by Myrick and sanchez who made the the first blair witch project were they sad when this came out well, the, that's what I'm going to explain. They didn't want to make a sequel right away. They're like, let's wait a while to make a sequel. We'll wait for the hype to die down and then basically revamp Redo it. Redo it, yeah. yeah. And Artisan Films was like, we don't want to do that, so we're going to move on and make a sequel without you. So they hired Joe Berlinger to write and direct the movie, to which he did, and he made this movie... I've seen, like two different sides some people have said that he made a movie that was supposed to be like a satire of the original because at this time it was when everybody was finding out that the first movie was fake so it was like Mm -hmm. okay well let's kind of just like make fun of it a little bit at this point it would have been funny for them to make a movie where they find out that everything was staged and but like like or like showing like who was torturing like who was fucking with them in the woods and killing and killed them at the end that would have been interesting you know, to, like, disprove the... Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that I read, and it makes more sense to me, is that he made a psychological thriller to where everything kind of unravels as the movie goes on. Now, the movie that he turned into Artisan Films, they saw it and they said, this isn't 
horror. This isn't scary enough. This is more psychological, and we don't want that. So they reshot a bunch of scenes, they added in a bunch of scenes, and they changed the scenes around that were already shot to let out this movie that honestly makes no sense. They made <laughs> no, it jum- doesn't. <laughs> they made a jumbled clusterfuck. Yeah, so one of the things that Artisan added in was the soundtrack of like Marilyn Manson, P.O.D. and all yeah. this. Because they wanted it to have like a gothic feel to it. Originally, the movie was supposed to open up with... See, when I say go- when I hear gothic feel, I think like old vampire movie, <laughs> like with like really ridiculous like piano and, o- and nah. like organs. <laughs> yeah. I don't picture... <laughs> like 90s goth. I don't, goth, I don't yeah. picture yeah. Marilyn Manson. But um... <laughs> So, they added all this in. Originally, the movie was going to open with Witchcraft by Frank Sinatra when the it's going over the trees. Um, which, that part where the camera's going over the trees is paying homage to Paradise Lost, which is the documentary about the West Memphis Three, which Joe Berlinger, the director of this movie, made. That was actually a good movie. They reshot all these scenes to make it more horror. They added in a bunch of stuff. Um, the random flashes of like them brutally murdering these people were added in afterwards to make it more horror-themed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the shots at the beginning of Jeff at the like the mental hospital were added in later on to make more of like a... He did something bad before. Yeah. He should be scary. Yeah, and they rearranged the scenes to where... All the police investigations and stuff were originally at the end of the movie. And it was supposed to unravel. Like, you slowly see these people go more and more crazy as the movie goes as on. As it goes on. So, I would love to see, like, a director's cut of this movie, how it's supposed to be seen. And uh, I've seen videos online on YouTube of people talking about how there's a way that Joe Berlinger said to watch the scenes to make it how he originally was going to put it out and watching it that way it's like 10 times better so i'd love to find a way to do that and maybe there's even a way online like somebody already somebody put it already together. did it and yeah. pieced it together that's a really cool thing we should probably check it check yeah it out. Um, because i feel like the idea was there but the changes that they have straight up said artisan has made were my biggest complaints with the movie now let's talk about the most important aspect of this movie um, the actual Book of Shadows that's not that in the movie. That doesn't exist. That was another, <laughs> another thing. thing. Artisan wanted there. to add in the uh, the title Book of Shadows, and there's no no book, object yeah. of a Book of Shadows anywhere in the movie. It's all things that they threw in. Now, the original makers of the Blair Witch Project weren't happy with the movie because... It's nothing. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel that it doesn't fit at all with the Blair Witch Project because... The Blair Witch Project didn't need blood, gore, body counts. That's not what it was. It wasn't a slasher. It was a paranormal movie, so it doesn't make sense because they essentially made this. this They tried to make this a paranormal slasher. Yeah, but this movie is so so night and day from Blair Witch Project, and it was just like, for me, I remember watching it, and I, I was trying to think of how old I would have been. 14. Probably. I watched it when I lived in Seattle. So, yeah, probably like that, because I watched it with Greg, my cousin Greg. Greg's my homeboy. So, we, I remember watching this, and I remember, like, I was, like, I remember being, like, subtly, like, disappointed with the fact that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, because I, when you see it, like, I was really hyped for it to be, like, Blair Witch, and I remember, like, how much Blair Witch freaked me out, so I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. 
I remember watching it and I was disappointed that it wasn't like Blair Witch, but it had some elements in it that like freaked me out like a little bit. I thought there was cool aspects to this. There were, yes. But over overall, I, I'm not thrilled with the movie at all. No. Uh, the little things, yes. And it's the little things that I think even kept it floating in general. What I liked about this movie was it did add more backstory to the... Original. The myth, like the mythology and the lore. And it also showed an aftermath of the Blair Witch Project because when we got the Blair Witch Project we had this movie that everybody's like okay well this is real and then this starts out with news reports of oh people are flocking to the woods to find uh, these missing and the the townspeople are like it's not real yeah and then you had this the people and it was very realistic in the fact that you had these people that were like thriving off of it like Mm -hmm. Jeff the main character he's like making all these fake like artifacts quote unquote that uh, he was selling online to people who were like super into it so, that aspect I thought was really cool. Um, one of the things that I thought was really awesome was they threw these little details in the movie, and I, I only caught on to this by watching um, like YouTube videos of people talking about oh, yeah, it. We, 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 like, right. there's one part where Tristan, the one girl, is walking around the bed, and there's these knobs on the dressers, and like she walks past the knobs and they're in the shape of a pentagram and, and then she, she walks back. past again and it, it's the not yeah. but it's like little subtle things like it's it, it's something in the background that you wouldn't have noticed there's also like something that you can watch where it shows the letters that, yeah that's what i was and if you watch now. it backwards it gives you a message to watch specific scenes for easter eggs like little hidden stuff that that was on the special features so yeah. um that's pretty cool it, what it was called was the secret of s river s river which is reverse backwards. Pretty much throughout the movie, if you watch, there's hidden words like in the background, like like on the window, like there'd be like tree branch shadows and it'll form a word. But it's not uh, always word. words though too. There was like weird pictures and stuff like that or like fucked up pictures in the background. Well, the, the words were what were the main focus of it. So when you found these words, it spelled out, seek me no further or... And then at the end of the movie, before Tristan gets pushed back, she starts saying what sounds like gibberish. What it really was was her talking in reverse. If you reverse what she says, it says, the children will walk free again. So the whole message was, seek me no further or the children will walk free again, which was talking about the Burkittsville Seven, the children, Mm -hmm. the ghosts. And I thought that that, like, again, Sarah, what you said was unnecessary because a lot of people aren't going to find it. I thought it was cool that they threw it in there for people who might enjoy who it, might who want to dig enough. deeper. Yeah. And, yeah. Because um, if I, and, like, honestly, they, I feel like they went through the effort of putting it in. And if I didn't find these YouTube videos, like, explaining it, I would have had no never idea. I, yeah, <laughs> I would have never knew it was in there. Um, what I liked in this one was, um, I don't know what her name is, the pregnant one that was yeah, yeah, like, let's drink up, pregnant woman. Anyway, um, I liked that um, at the end when they were, like, um, when she ends up being killed or she dies, she, j- she, she like, taunts him to push her off, mm-hmm. and she ties a rope around her neck and she dies. Um, you could tell, like, she was saying things in a certain way so that it was able to be um, construed later on that he yeah. he killed her and she didn't. She didn't do anything. Cool words, I'm into doing it. Yeah. So um, I just th- I thought that was really um, 
that was really nifty, and they did it. They did it with with everybody. Every they they framed everyone to look like mm-hmm. they were guilty for something. The best, um, even worse than what they had done. So the best line in this movie, and it like perfectly represents the movie, is when they're camping, and Jeff says, "Videos never lie, film lies, but video never lies." The videos that they found later on showed what had actually happened, but the film that you're watching was a lie. Everything that you watched in the film wasn't actually what happened. It was the videos at the end that show you how it really unraveled. So that level, I think that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, no, there that. is. Holy like, inception. Yeah, but they just, I, like, it's, I, <laughs> it's a shame that they didn't let... Joe Berlinger. Yeah, the, the have the creative freedom that he had with, like, the original. In, in, in the sense that I feel like... I feel like there could have been more to this. Like, I feel like this could have been very well done. And maybe it, maybe it's a totally different movie if you watch it the way that it should be watched. You I, know what I mean? I think something for me with this one is that I feel like the characters were very over, overdone, too. Like, they weren't believable. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. The goth They were girl, very over the top. Like, come on. Um, Pe- like, <clears throat> I'm really curious to see it the way that... Joe Berlinger. I keep... I keep <laughs> fuck his name up. Um... The way that he, like, the director's cut. I think it would be really interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know how much I would say that this movie fits as a Blair Witch movie, though. No. It doesn't. Uh, on its own, it could have been. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are the little things, like I said, the mythology that it adds in, and there's even little Easter eggs. It's like, a mm-hmm. different movie that taught, like that brings up the book Blair Witch. Like, it yeah. could have been in the same universe, but a different movie. You know what I mean? There's different, um, there's certain things that they bring back. That, like, for example, when... The goth girl, I, I don't remember her name, but she goes in to buy beer. And there's the guy on the floor, and he's like, I finally finished. And she's like, okay, whatever, and she walks away. That was the line that Rustin Parr said when he, like, walked back to town after killing the kids. Mm-hmm. He said The only thing he said was, I finally finished. And that was supposed to be Rustin Parr on the ground, because when she turns, he's gone. And, like, little things like that that tie it together I think it's cool I think I, I think I like looking at it like that Sierra like it wasn't a sequel it was part of the same universe but yeah I think that's a, like, extremely well well that's the thing though too to is that like Put there's it. like five minutes actually spent in the woods the rest of it takes place in Justin's really fucking Jeff. Jeff's really fucking cool house yeah I want that house it's yeah. so badass really you badass. can only get into it by like this rickety old bridge and it's like over a gorge and it's really creepy and super cool and I want it there were certain things in the movie that people said were like cheesy but they were paying homage to the uh like old, to older movies, like yeah. the dogs barking was paying homage to The Omen. Um, playing the tapes backwards was reference to The Exorcist. Um, the part with Erica, where she's mm-hmm. uh, like twirling around the tree, was supposed to be a reference to Evil Dead Two. So you could definitely see that too, because that did look a lot like when Linda was yeah dancing. That so, was a creepy scene, and I not in this movie, but in Evil Dead. I too. really hope a, a company like gets the rights to this and puts out like the director's cut because that's something that I would love to see because yeah. I feel like hearing that's not what fair it fair either to have your name on something that you didn't Yeah. Like he, you don't he's, back 100%. He's getting yeah, he's getting a he's getting a bad rep for a movie that that may have been really good when he edited it. Well, it's the same uh it's the same thing with Ty West because he made Cabin Fever 2 mm-hmm. and That was bad. Yeah, but he came out and said like that movie that was released was, was 100% not, not the movie that I made. So <coughs> But like they still slapped his name on it, and they yeah. still refused it's to take his train, name off. You know, that's a... Why do they care? Just like put it out with no director's name on it. Like just do that. And uh, Joe Burrow. Burling- hype. So many people get so sucked up into specific directors. Well, this that- was back before he was even Ty West was even big. But 
Joe Berlinger also like after this he never made another like I don't blame him another film yeah, I and I say, yeah, like it might have scarred I, I almost too. wonder if this is why but I I feel like it's really disappointing because from what I've heard of it I would love the movie that was supposed to be made but instead I got this movie that was put out to sell to quote unquote horror fans which is almost sucky because 99% of horror fans thought the movie sucked so yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was all for nothing it was, you played yourself so that being said ratings? you guys want to get into ratings sure do yeah, go for it Dylan all right. rate it up baby um I kind of already said everything I have to say about it so I'm not going to repeat myself for what I just said um I think I'm going to give it like a 4.5 okay. like I, I enjoyed the like adding to the mythology but the movie itself wasn't really that great. Um, for me, I feel like this movie focused too much on the really cool extras and didn't focus enough. And this probably isn't the director's fault. This is probably because of the recuts. But I feel like the movie—I feel like the movie should have been more of a focus than the cool little extra features that you could find in it. Mm. Um, and it's a bummer because um, it very well could have been a good movie, and we may never know if it was good or not. So um, I feel really bad for the director. Um, I think that he was um, probably treated pretty poorly in the making of this, and that's not cool. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm sorry, dude. Maybe I would have given yours an eight. It's not. It's not my favorite uh, by by any means. Um, it was it was disappointing for me because I am such a huge fan of the original that. I was expecting more out of this sequel than what I got. And I, I don't even know if I'd classify it as a sequel. Like, it is, but it isn't. It's, an, um, it's the same universe. Yeah. And I, I th- exactly. I think that had it been explained like that, it, it would have made put... more sense than it does to put it as a sequel. But um, the little Easter eggs in it, those are cool. There's a lot of thought that went into this. And like we've all said, you know, I maybe a director's cut would give me the movie that I, I had hoped it would be. Um, it's got some nostalgic feel to me, uh, which, which I like. Because it's one of those things that, like, I love being able to have a story to go with, like, a specific movie. Because it, like, no matter how old it gets, you're like, yeah, I can watch that. And it, like, you remember stuff. And that, that's, that's fun to me. And, um... So I think that I'm going to give it 4.7. So that gives it an average of a 4.4, which is right around there. Yeah, it's right around there. What is that? The guy who uploaded this video said it was from a tape he found in the Black Hills woods. I think that might be my sister. You really think your sister could still be out there after all these years? If there is any chance that I could find out what happened to her, I need to try. Legend said there's been a curse on these woods. Do you believe in the stories about the Blair Witch?
So the last movie we're gonna talk about is Blair Witch from 2016. It is a sequel to the Blair Witch Project. It completely ignores Book of Shadows. Can't say I blame it. Um, <laughs> uh, the movie follows Heather's brother James as he gets a group of friends together to go search the woods because he finds a tape, or he gets a tape sent to him that... Somebody sends me YouTube videos. Does this yeah. take place in 2016? It takes place in 2014. So he thinks his sister's still alive in the woods somewhere? It, yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> but um, someone sends him a tape, and uh, he thinks that the footage is his sister, so he gets his friends together to go search... Um, at the end of the movie, it follows the same format as the original. They get lost in the woods. They mm-hmm. kind of start getting fucked with by something in the woods. Um, the only difference being that there were more people in this one, so they start getting killed off one by one. Um, they end up in Rustin Parr's house at the end, and it's revealed that the footage that they found in the beginning was actually their footage, and it was in some weird time loop. Time loop, loop yeah. Um, <laughs> While they're lost in the woods, it doesn't get daylight. It's dark the entire time they're there. So it kind of adds this whole element to the story that the witch can, like, manipulate time, which, okay. We'll go go with it. Um, The movie was directed by Adam Wingard. It was written by... Yeah, it was written by Simon Barrett. Yeah, so this movie, the day that this episode comes out, this movie will have been released a year before. Why do you know that, Dylan? Because I saw it opening night for my bachelor party. <laughs> that was my bachelor party. I was like, we're going to go see Blair Witch. Um, Tell them what you're wearing right now, Dylan. My Blair Witch shirt that I won for winning the trivia at the, open, <laughs> the opening night. Uh, the, when we went, they before they started, the theater was like, all right, we're going to ask trivia questions. Um, you can only answer one, but if you win, we'll give you a t-shirt. So, the first question was, what was this movie originally titled? And I raised my hand, I said The Woods, because this movie was originally marketed as a movie called The Woods. It wasn't revealed that it was a Blair Witch sequel until two months before they released it. So they marketed it as this totally other movie. Um, After that, they started asking questions. Nobody knew the answer. So I'm just sitting there and I go, shit, you know what? So they'd ask a question, and I'd, like, nudge my friend next to me, whisper the answer. They'd raise their hand. They got a T-shirt. Every person in this bachelor party got a T-shirt. Except Kyle. Except for Kyle. But he got pins and posters because I had the pin uh, in the headliner of my FJ. I don't know where my pins went. I have them. Um, I have the posters still, though. But Kyle didn't get one because I'm nudging Kyle, and I'm, like, telling him what the answer is. And he's like, what? Because he's he's so fucking deaf. You can't tell him a secret ever because he's always like, I don't understand. Loud as shit. And you're like, really? Our wedding day was the second happiest day of Dylan's life. (laughs) This movie was, um, it was alright. It was really similar to the first one, I think. Murphy. Um, It ends in a similar way where they end up in the house. And the house is really creepy again. And and it was a really cool scene. Um, They added in that the girl got thrown into like a basement and then she like crawled through like a dirt tunnel. Mm -hmm. Um, And she like got stuck at one point, but she ended up getting out. There's a bearded man there too who was in the beginning and then he like was in a tie loop and he got really (laughs) old and I don't know. The time thing. (laughs) Yeah. So there was a lot of plot points that I feel like were unnecessary. Yeah, there were a lot of unnecessary plot points. Uh, The one girl, I don't remember her name, but she gets her foot cut. 
and it almost makes it look like she gets really sick and you see like something in her leg twitch and it almost seems like she's being possessed by the witch at, at first and then it she like rips the thing out of her leg and then she dies and it had no significance whatsoever there's no reason to throw it in um another complaint that i had with this movie was like i said before there was a body count it wasn't with the second one it wasn't necessary to have a creepy movie with the original what made it scary for me like i had said when we talked about it was like the fear of the unknown for this i feel like they just tried to throw in jump scares yeah which really surprises me because that's usually not adam wingard's we're very disappointed in you adam wingard you usually do us a good (laughs) um the whole like time time loop thing it it didn't bother me too much i i like that it stayed dark the entire time but it added it it makes it creepier it adds this whole level to the the lore of the witch and it's something that it wasn't in documentaries it can't be true well, no, it could make sense with the original. It's not something that, like, it goes against the original. Yeah, no, like, because it was never discussed, so it could be, it could not be. It's... Yeah, but then why wouldn't it have happened to the original people? Well, not that the the time manipulation thing, but the fact that she's able to manipulate the woods, and that's why they got lost. That's why they were walking for so long, and so then it turns out like, they walked in a circle. It's like, kind of like Rose Red, how it can kind of change its Yeah, exactly. Um, another the thing with this... The woods, not the haunted house. Got it. Another thing this movie added was what was believed to be the witch at the end the long contorted thing they later came out and said that's not the witch that's one of the witch's victims which to me doesn't make much sense because its limbs were stretched out like they said had happened to ellie kedward i think they were just trying to save their ass with that one i don't know because nobody nobody was like mad that they showed the witch but they were like oh by the way that's not the witch so it no. it leaves Maybe they're just, making another movie and they, yeah, don't, they don't want to admit anything yet. That leaves me to think that there's going to be more. They were so hoping people would figure it out. That was one of the things that I, I didn't like about it was that they they tried showing the witch or what could it was be brief, the witch. Though. It was just like, it was, but like... I didn't like how she was part, busting through fucking doors like the Hulk. <laughs> part of the Hulk <laughs> for that. me was that, you know, like, I like not knowing. It's what that unknown, the like you said, too. it's just so... So the light thing... It wasn't really explained uh, for anybody listening. The, the light at the end when they're in the attic, it shines you see through, it through the like the cracks yeah. in the boards um, and stuff. Some people have said that it could be that like the time loop, like it's like it's getting light again, it's getting dark again, it's getting light. Like time's going fast. Like it's it time's manipulated. Could it possibly there. be the energy that the witch has? It could be that also because uh, if you look before she busts through the attic door, it, there's light behind the door. Exactly. Um, Maybe it's the sign that she's nearby. Another theory that after this movie came out was that the Blair Witch was an alien, and that's what the lights were. Yes! Like, Don't fucking do that to me. Um, there's also theories after this movie, and I kind of got annoyed with everybody after we saw the movie, because we walked out, and uh, my one friend, Jake, he's like, oh. We love I you, under- Jake. He's like, I understand now. The Blair Witch is a Wendigo. And I'm like, no, the Blair Witch isn't a Wendigo. And then everybody's like, wait. See, I never yeah, said... Yeah, the Blair Witch could be a Wendigo because she can manipulate voices. And, like, it like it fits, but I'm like, no, that's not what it can- is. But this movie, similar to the original, it left a lot of things open-ended like that. Yes. Like, what exactly is a witch? What's up with the time, time loop thing? Mm-hmm. That she, like, it left a lot of questions unanswered. Um... I did like that the footage that they watched in the beginning turned out to be their footage at the end. I thought that that was a cool was little addition. Yeah. yeah, and it I like the way they did it too because the guy who brought who found the tapes they brought him into the woods with them, and he says this is where I found it and it's this tree that was like snapped in half. They said that lightning struck and yeah, like, yeah, 
And when they find the house, they find it next to this tree, and the tree's on fire, meaning, like, the lightning had just struck the tree then. So it, it was cool how the whole they went about the whole time loop thing. Normally, I'd be like, all right, that's kind of dumb, but I yeah. think that the way they approached it, it made so it pretty interesting. they're pretty much... So this is just going to keep happening and happening to them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah because, like, they're going to go through it. They're going to get the thing, find... Find the f- footage online, decide to go back, go through the whole thing, all yeah. die, find the tape, go back to the woods, do the whole thing, die, no. go find the yeah. tape. It's going to be... Oh, so God, now I the, hate that. That's a, that's a lot of overwhelming thought. Oh, another theory that I saw was um, the guy who brings them into the woods, I think his name's Lane, actually. Um, <laughs> Lane was actually persuaded by the witch because they went to the woods and they found the tape. He was persuaded by the witch to lead these people into the woods, much yeah. like Rustin Parr was influenced by the witch to lead these children into the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just like a theory that someone had come up with online. Uh, but it, it's cool that these movies can spark those theories because a lot of the times they make a lot of sense. But Do you think this is the last one? Probably mm-hmm. not. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about a sequel, but I feel like it took the Blair Witch Project and updated it. It was almost like a remake, but a sequel. In a way, because yeah. it was the same. It was the same overall story. They added. I think that the, the ending. The time this, loop was different. The ending yeah. was interesting. The ending was fucking creepy when they get to the house. Um, there's more of like a psychological thing to it, like when they go upstairs and there's like people walking across the hallway and stuff. It, it was really creepy, and when. Um, Lisa's outside after James goes inside and Lisa sees like the fucking stretched out creature like peek out yeah. by the tree. I was legit like nope. <laughs> um but when we were in the theater watching it I remember like that whole ending scene I was like tensed up like freaked it out did, watching it. It was definitely an anxiety it, yeah. that it got you with the anxiety. Yeah. The one thing that was so weird to me though was the age difference between him and uh his sister. Mhm. Well, I think he, he said, said he like was she was four when yeah. when she disappeared. I hate the whole naivety of it. Like your sister's been missing for ten years. You really think, think she survived in the woods yeah. for ten well, years? Well, another thing too is like, and this is just my thought on it. You were four when she disappeared. You guys, she There's she didn't live. No bond. Yeah, she, yeah, she didn't live with you more than likely. She was in, away in college. So, what would have brought you to wanting to find her? All this time, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, what kind of bond did you guys? I would have, have understood like? if they placed it like a few years later, like they did it. So it was like 2005, and he's, you know, he's like six years younger than her, and he's like finally old enough to be able to go out and look for her. That I would get a lot more than like, oh, he was four when she was born, but he really, they were real close, real tight. Yeah. No, if you're four, like you grew up without her anyway. Not only that, but when they find the house, they find Rustin Parr's house. So much weird shit has happened, and like they're hearing voices of people that they know aren't there. Like, and then he just <clears throat> sees this figure go across the window, and he's like, "That's my sister." And it's like, you really still believe yeah, this? Like, <laughs> you don't even like. But it's kind of manipulation the from the can witch. He have though of like what she actually yeah like, yeah, but it's like it's, it's probably it probably honestly is just manipulation, manipulation yeah. from the witch. Just, yeah. like, convincing you that that's what it is. What, and then, like, the, the end. They're upstairs, and they're facing the corner, and they're like, she can't kill you if you don't look at her. 
And then he's like, Heather turns around, dies. Do you know what's And like, then Lisa. Could you imagine if they just never turn around to look at it? And it's just like, it's like 10 yeah, hours. Yeah, they're just, just staring like, at the corner. Around, like, and the witch, like, standing behind them, just, like, lurking. <laughs> and then eating. But then Lisa, though, like, James dies. And she's freaking out. She sees the witch in the camera. And the witch, or the witch's victim, I guess. And that, that turns. And then she's like, James turns around, you dies. You know what? But it doesn't make sense either because... If that was the witch's victim, it wouldn't have they killed her. Look, yeah. yeah, if if it looked. So there yeah. you go, Adam Wingard. Caught you lying. Simon Barrett. Simon, I thought you said it was Adam Wingard. Simon Barrett said that it wasn't. Who's, which one said that? He's one? the writer. Oh God. Sorry, Adam. You're not a liar, but Simon, <laughs> fuck you. I'm kidding. Don't like. I'm sure you're a nice guy. I'm sorry. But uh, overall, I I did think that this was a decent sequel. It didn't have the same spark. It was think, definitely better than Book of Shadows' as a sequel. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I think what took away a lot for me with this was that you could tell that the entire movie was scripted. Where the original Blair Witch Project, like, it was all just improvised and, like, everything was more genuine than this. It's like, somebody freaks out, you know that it's just acting. Like, yeah. every line in the movie, you know that it's already planned out. It didn't have that, like spark to it, I guess. Yeah, so. but it also didn't have the annoyance of Heather, so that was good. Yeah. No, it had her annoying no, brother. It was yeah, just a fucking... Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking bad. I don't know. I think Heather was worth... I, I, don't, she, I, I definitely think, think she she was definitely, like, more dramatic. I definitely... But... I don't like women in movies. Like, I tend to, like, hate women characters, ironically. I liked Bev in it, though. She's cool. I liked her. All right. You guys want to get into ratings? Let's get into ratings. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I think it was a decent sequel. Um, I, I didn't mind the whole <coughs> time loop thing that they added in. I liked that you could tell more what was going on. It wasn't just shaky running cameras. Running. But I didn't like the jump scares that were thrown in. I didn't like the unnecessary plot points. and The characters were just really, yeah, whatever. I, I think I'm, I would give this like a s- seven. Another thing, too, that I didn't really like, and I didn't bring it up before, was... This movie didn't really add too much to like the lore or the mythology. It no, kind of just rehashed what no, it, it did. No, it definitely did though. Now. It added time travel. I, yeah, it added that, but I mean like the whole Rustin part thing, which I guess like how much more can you add? But yeah, deed was done with Rustin. Yeah. All right, Sierra. I'm gonna give this movie a six. No explanation. Just it. <laughs> it was all right. It was like the same movie again, pretty much for the most part. And... It was, like, nicer quality because it's newer. It didn't have Heather. I didn't like her, so that's cool. It was all right. I like Adam Wingard. I expect more from him. This was not his best work, in my opinion, because um, I really like his other stuff. So it kind of, like, it was, like, a little disappointing, but, like, at the same time, I'm not a huge Blair Witch fan, so that's just probably why I didn't, wasn't huge on it. Um, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Watch it. Check it out. So six? Six. So, um... I liked it. I thought that it was, uh, the time loop thing was definitely an interesting kind of spin to add to it. Um, it's, I will say it's the sequel that I had hoped Book of Shadows would have been if Book of Shadows had gotten its shit right. (laughs) There are definitely things that could have been better about it. Uh, I wish they would have elaborated more on, on some of the lore and, and touch base a little bit more on that because... I feel like that's how you do, like, a decent sequel. Like, you take good parts of the original and you elaborate on them. To me, it was kind of like a combination of a sequel and a remake. 
uh, is kind of the best way to describe it. But it was still well done. I, I It's not my favorite. And I think it just goes back to just the fact that I really, I really love the original. Like... I love Blair Witch and it's kind of hard to to top the feeling that that one gives you, especially like knowing all that goes into it. So, um, but on its own, it was good. It, it did it justice. I don't think that it, it kind of took away in the sense that Book of Shadows did. I'm going to give it a 6.8. Right, so that gives it an average of a 6.6. Woo! I think that's good. We did it. All right, guys. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our Blair Witch episode. We want to thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about exorcisms. We're going to be talking about the exorcism of Emily Rose, the last exorcism, and the, the conjuring. conjuring. Check it out. Um, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Horror Haven Podcast, on our Facebook page at Horror Haven Podcast, and on our website at HorrorHavenMedia.com. Um, also, there's a lot going on. We've been working on really awesome schedules. Um, for upcoming episodes. It's going to be really exciting. We got some cool guests. Yeah, we have a lot of guests coming up. We're opening up a lot of spots for guests. Um, So definitely keep an ear out for um, future episodes. And we are always looking for um, more artists to be on our Spotlight episodes. And we're also looking for content creators for our website. If you write horror, do reviews, um, are interested in the genre anyway, contact us and we'll see if we can work out a way to work together. All right? Later. Bye. Bye.